Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Hive in Session. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Ben, and I'm really pleased to be joined by one of Hive's very own people scientists today, Jenny Webster. Jenny, thank you for coming on with me. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Hey, very excited to get into this one. So we're talking about like how businesses manage to maybe maintain or in a lot of cases sort of reinvent their culture, you know, in the face of remote or hybrid kind of working methodologies. And this is one that, as I say, I'm really excited to get into because for me, this is like the big money question. This is the million dollar question. We've all heard all the way throughout the pandemic and all that. Like if I could fix one thing, it would be, how do I improve that sense of connection? How do we kind of make up what our culture used to be and pour it over or rather reinvent it as the case may be into this new scenario? and I understand you might have some tips for us, Jenny. Yeah, absolutely. No, it for sure is the hot topic of the moment, isn't it? It's on everyone's mind. So I think the main the main thing that we're we're starting to come to the to the reality is that remote working, hybrid remote working, whatever you want to call it, is here to stay. And um, but unfortunately, what we had in place previously post pre-pand- uh, pandemic is that what we usually how we usually establish our culture and amplify our culture is no longer available to us. And some of the biggest, biggest things there, the biggest report, top reported challenges that we're coming, we're finding is that people are echoing this, that there's a disconnection from workplace culture, there's a disconnection from their colleagues as well. And unfortunately, unless we can find ways to navigate around that and find, put steps in place to, to find that, to find that connection again, this is going to have really long term and unsustainable effects on our inclusivity, our sense of belonging as well. So absolutely need to find steps in place definitely and I mean it's been something that um that you know I've kind of I've noticed this sort of personally as well you know it's like you feel as you say you kind of do you feel not the same level of of connection that you did with an organization and you know I think for some people that reflects in the relationships that they have or the absence of relationships it can reflect in I suppose the intensity at which you do your work sort of depending on on what it is that you do I mean you know I'm very kind of customer facing you know in in my role and so there's a certain level of energy that needs to be brought to that and I think if I'm finding days where I'm a little bit lacking in that then it can have kind of more of a like an overall impact on on my performance and stuff yeah absolutely and as I said that's that's being echoed in in every every report and every summary of surveys that we're doing there's some there's some nod nod to this like whether it's feeling that not not quite understanding what a remote or hybrid workplace culture is or not feeling the presence of maybe what they used to be so you've either got newbies coming in and think not really being able to find their feet so much or you've got more established staff who are are missing what they had and that's of course leading to social isolation there's less there's less opportunities to have those spirit of the moment conversations and connections with your colleagues which is which is disrupting your friendships and your relationships with them because you're not able to organically and authentically to bond with people as we used to. And that unfortunately is then going to exacerbate what we're currently, which I'm sure everyone can empathise with, is that there's a blurred boundary between your work and life now. So because we're only connecting with people about work issues or potentially we're spending longer long more of our time working we've got that always on feeling because we've got that a lack of physical barrier between our office and our home now it is again that's not going to be sustainable from like a well-being perspective and from a productivity perspective as well so we really as I say that there's lots of scope here to really look look on what lessons have we learned and how can we then put steps in place to really inject a bit more of a human side of 
of a uh, of authenticity back into our culture. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think you're quite uniquely placed to talk about this, Jenny, because like, you you joined Hive kind of right on the cusp of. Uh, yeah, I've, there's been so many lockdowns that I forget which one it was, but it, it was quite <laughs> near the start, wasn't it? So it, you know, you yeah. had a total a, a fully remote onboarding, and you know, h- how many days have you done in the office in the last twelve months? Out of interest, absolutely. So I think I've been in the office once. Yeah, once. So I actually I had like a really really um, unique experience in the sense that I was meant to start. And then my contract got pushed back because of the pandemic. So I was in this, so I was in this really high stress period of do I even have a job? I'm like, is is my off, is the offer that was there to me pre pre pandemic going to be there to me now? So that was really so when it came to came to the onboarding, and we're very open in, in the sense that we say that the policy policies weren't in the correct onboarding how it should have been wasn't in place mm-hmm. because we were very very much in crisis management mode. And and I still feel like I had a really lovely everyone was fab everyone was really just open and honest about like this isn't how we'd normally do things but we're we're completely having to react here rather than um put any preventative steps in place so I think that's part of it I think that's it's recognizing that we have been in a crisis management mode and that for a large part of what's happened um our leaders managers have had to refer it back to focusing on making like from a utility perspective and finding what do what do what do my employees need what do my people need to to work successfully in this pandemic but that then takes us back to as I say the utility we're way past that in terms of employee experience we know that that isn't what gives us just focusing on resources these processes it takes away all that meaning and meaningfulness and fulfillment that we we get out we want that we crave as humans out of work so we now need to think on our road to back from survival mode into a recovery mode since remote working and hybrid working is here to stay we need to to focus on ways to make sure that we are injecting that human experience and human side of things back into your culture mm-hmm. i mean I, you know I, so many people have, have said certainly you know so many people have said that to me you know, some variation of, oh, you know, we're just, we're doing what we can to keep the lights on, yeah. um, or we're just making sure that there is going to be a business for people to come back to and, and all that kind of stuff. And you do totally kind of understand where they're coming from. But, you know, I, I've made the point, and, you know, and not just me, you know, the point I'd been made is probably a more accurate way to say that, you know, at some point last year, that it was new for a bit, mm-hmm. and then people adapt to it. And then, you know, it becomes like, you're you're used to it now right and once you get used to something again you start to have expectations again so Mm -hmm. and then once you have expectations you're open to being let down again and so you know businesses and companies and I suppose you know relationships in general I suppose is, is one way to look at this you know you only kind of had that finite grace period where you could go hey look we're just figuring this out same as you because after a point it gets to like well I've kind of got my act together now, so why haven't you yet? And that's, I think, when kind of dynamics and relationships can start to be challenged a little bit more, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's something that we we are seeing, I think, from an individual perspective, um, that psychological contract of what we prefer, what we want and now expect from work has completely changed. I think there's been, there's been a lot of lessons in terms of um, this whilst... Whilst we've all had a universal experience of a pandemic, not everyone's experience has been universal. It's all been different. It's all, we can say that there's some really um, 
really right like some really well-known lessons that are applicable to everyone in terms of well-being I think we've all learned the importance of really taking care of ourselves and spending time with loved ones how important it is to have that time to switch off and re-energize to then come back and so there's all those lessons but there's there's also that importance of of thinking actually I've I've enjoyed this where and it's not to be insensitive to any any horrible times and it has been an awful time for a lot for a lot of people but also there's some really important messages coming out here in the positives are things that people don't don't want to let go of. So whether that whether remote working has meant more flexibility to, to have the, those times to yourself to, and that means that your personal values have then changed. People are now gonna, gonna expect that from their workplaces, are gonna expect that from now that we've had this taste of and, and leaders know that they can trust their employees and that we have been able to remain productive and that we have still been doing some of our best work throughout this throughout this really crazy time, then people are gonna are, are gonna want that remote working to stay. And unfortunately that's gonna be a case of if if organizations don't don't pivot their their culture and don't pivot their even their policies and processes to allow more flexibility. And then unfortunately people might start to think actually this isn't the organization for me anymore and I'm going to look elsewhere so that brings about whole new questions in terms of the war on talent or yeah. in terms of retaining your your current employees but also attracting new new employees and um with there's tons of tons of research that we're learning now about diversity and how important it is and how it gives organizations that competitive ed- edge so rather than see this remote working and it is and it is it is a scary time no one knows no one has the answers the research is going to be catching up for a long time so there will be a lot of trial and error and acceptance of that that there needs to be a level of fluidity to this but there also is a lot of opportunities because if you are able to give um, individuals a more unique and, and tailored and inclusive and more personal experience and allow them to, to tailor and personalize their work through this flexibility they're going to work their best selves it, where they're going to be their best selves but also you're going to be able to attract a lot more of diverse talent because you're going to be able to to widen your pool in terms of location and, and they're going to be it can be anywhere in the world type thing so lots of opportunity as well absolutely and you know it, it kind of springs to mind that they're almost there's almost kind of going to be this sort of like I suppose mass migration from from one to yeah. the other I mean I think I think, you know, it's very tempting to, well, and I suppose the kind of the truth is always somewhere in between, but, you know, and this is, I think, why we talk about why we're increasingly talking about hybrid as opposed to remote, because it isn't one or the other, right? Mm -hmm. But it does seem to me totally feasible that you will see, you know, people who are more on the remote side heading towards businesses that are more on the remote side, people who are more on the office side heading towards more of the office style businesses. So Mm -hmm. it's, you know, I think there definitely will be this sort of competition for talent and how do you keep your best if they're a bit more remote than you're prepared to offer or whatever the case may be. But equally, you know, I'd be really curious to see over in the next couple of years if some sectors establish themselves as being, you know, more office, because we see it, you know, right? Like we talk to a lot of like law practices, for example, who are really switching to a more like hybrid and and remote style ethos. and I'd just be curious to see if there was ever, if, what, if eventually kind of time proves that there will be almost an opposite of that, where some businesses that have gone, actually, we really feel like our culture is 
solidified from being together inside a location. And I do hear that a lot. I, you know, my personal philosophy on it was always, oh, you know, culture's got nothing. You know, culture isn't the office. It isn't the social. It isn't. The, it's sort of like, you know, the personality of your organization. Whereas my own, I suppose, experience of having had the office taken away from what it is to work for, for Hive in this instance, I've kind of flipped a little bit. I'm like, no, no, I think having that, that mooring, that anchor mm-hmm. in, a, in a location actually does breed something of a culture. Yeah, and it does. And I think that, again, that's something that we're here, we, we do hear a lot where it's a case of face-to-face will never fully replace remote and, and online. And, and there is that acceptance. And I think I felt that I, I'm looking forward to going, um, going back to the office. And I think I'm one of the many who say that my preference would be a couple of days in the office, a couple of days mm-hmm. at home. And I think that's going to, that's really common um, common of, of, a, of a feeling of an opinion. Um, and there is, and I think there's the will, unfortunate, I mean, we're, we're managing, we've got here at Hive in my, in my team personally, we've got one person working down in London, one person in Sheffield. And had we have kept that really closed mind thinking of, it can only work if we're in an office. We can't. We can't have. We can't try any other ways. Then we possibly wouldn't have had um, our newest member of the PS team, who who, as I referred to, she's in Sheffield and she's brilliant. So we would have. We would have lost out there. So it's. It's more about thinking about finding rather than finding the right person in Newcastle. How do we find the right person globally? So it does really open up. As I say, it's a scary time and it's nerve wracking because I think a lot of our, a lot of our culture. And a lot of our processes in terms of development, collaboration have are really deep, deeply seated in that office building. But as I say, I think it goes back to what you said about reinventing and just being a little bit more, more open and, and ha- trying to have a little bit of fun and creativity with it. It is a new, it is a new opportunity. So rather than just thinking it can't possibly be as good as it used to be, try thinking about, well, okay, what what little things and what little changes can we make to try and put steps in place to to recapture some of what we knew was good before? Mm-hmm. And you know, and it, 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 opportunity is absolutely the right word. And you know, it strikes me that while organisations are you know looking for these answers and, and trying to come up with different solutions and stuff, you know, the, the answers to those and the best places to look are the very people that you're trying to build these processes for, right? So yeah, you know, get absolutely. out there and get get out there and speak to your employees, understand you know, what's, what's worked and, and, and what hasn't, you know, I mean, it's, it's definitely not a case that we've gone, you know, <clears throat> okay, we've taken office working practices straight into, you know, this hybrid model, and then we're going to try and force all the hybrid stuff back into the more office based model or anything. It's, you know, we need to be understanding what's worked, what hasn't, where it's broken down, where it's been really positive. Um, and the only way we're going to get that information is by, you know, getting out there and speaking to people about it, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's one of the biggest things. And we all we know from engagement, one of the one of the big messages from engagement is that employees and individuals are more invested in a future that they help shape to create. So why not bring your people involved and help them collectively, communitively shape what your culture means to you as an organization and also to individuals and find how that find ideas that are going to help and people are going to be motivated to, to commit to as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think probably that that to kind of to, I suppose to kind of to, to to bring this to a close a little bit Jenny if, if there were going to be say you know a couple of a couple of tips maybe that we've implemented that you might offer to to the people watching this um, and then likewise uh, kind of if you just elaborate a little bit more on, on what you were talking about sort of trying to focus on the individual a little bit mm-hmm. um, that'd be good 
Yeah, absolutely. So some of the ideas that we've got here at Hive. So one of the big things that I'm really grateful for, because I think it's helped me not just personally, but also professionally as well, which I wasn't expecting when you think of culture in terms of you think you, as I say, you think more just that connectivity, but actually it's really helped my development too. So what we've done is repurpose our work meetings. So what the reason that we did this is because some of them were getting a little bit too long, but some of them were felt that they weren't necessary and it meant that they were actually causing people to overwork. So what we did is we now have really core hour, we have core hours and core meetings on a Monday, Tuesday, and a Thursday. And they're really we've restructured them as well. So that's where it's helped my my development as well, because they're much more strategic, they're much more purposeful, and we're really we're, we're sharing best practice between the team as well a lot more. And um, so in terms of like how we can then be of a help to our to our um, customers, and it's really, it's really helping there too. Um, Wednesday and Fridays are saved for the much more informal catch-ups, so they're much more sociable. We're asking each other what we're having for tea, things and all the questions that we're all missing, things like that. So, yeah, it's really, as I say, that that's really helped to bring us all together a lot more. The only thing there is with us, it, this isn't relevant to us, but if you remember what we said about um, hybrid working, it's time as well. So if you've got people in different locations, you just need to make sure that you're including it's at a time that everyone, it suits everyone. Other things that we've learned as well, um, particularly from the, the results that have come through that our surveys, regular check-ins with managers are so, so crucial for, from a wellbeing perspective. But also, we've why not really expand that now? So now that you know that they're good from a manager, try and have it across teams, across levels, and try and have like an employee, almost like a buddy system. So people are checking in and not trying to recreate some of those spur of the moment catch-ups so that would normally happen if you were both in the kitchen going to get a coffee try and recreate them it might feel a little bit awkward it might feel a little bit to start with but just the more that you warm up to it the more that you will you might feel as if you are forming friendships that weren't there before Um, also try and try and encourage more of a, a setting an intentional self-care as well so we're, the big one here we've said before is that well-being's been such such an important thing throughout this time um, and we want we want to keep that we really want to make sure that people are aware if they have developed any bad habits that they're aware of them and that we're putting their put individually they're putting steps in place to to, to prevent these behaviors from becoming more long-term they might then need the support of their employees because it might be something linked to workload it might be that feeling of not being able to switch off and they might even just need that reassurance from leaders that we don't expect you to be always on so check in with your employees as well to make sure and encourage that intentional self-care. And then I think the last the last one, which again, um, this is something that sometimes gets overlooked because we have been, we've had our crisis management hat on for so long, but just check in on your leaders as well. So make sure that they're, if they're going to be that support system for employees, make sure that they feel confident that they have the soft skills to do that, but also make sure that they're in themselves not developing any bad habits. I think we've had, they've had to be, a leader and a support system for a long time now so just make sure that they're also being checked in on. That's a really interesting um, last point to end on and I think that it, it isn't one you know with, with my employee hat on it you know it isn't it isn't one that is like immediately obvious you know you sort of think that I think so often we assume that the people in charge so to speak you know kind of have the inherent kind of coping mechanisms to be that leader and stuff and I think that you know, for we, you know, it, we would all do well to remember that, you know, everyone is still just a person that's going everyone, through something, you know. Everyone's so. human, aren't they? And we've all had, yeah. we've all had some, ex, some experience from this, whether, so yeah, we all need to be checked in on. Brilliant. Well, look, Jenny, I think that's a really great place to, uh, to wrap this up. 
thank you again. Uh, if anybody wants to kind of hear more or follow up, is, is LinkedIn one of the best places to get you? Yeah, absolutely. It'll be Jen Jennifer Webster on LinkedIn. Fantastic. Well, Jenny, thank you very much. Thank you very much. No, it was a pleasure. And uh, thanks, everybody, for watching another episode of Hive in Session. Um, I've been Ben, this has been Jenny, and we'll see you in the next one. Thank you. Thank you.